We've spent most of the offseason talking about Jordan Love and this offense, and for good reason. But what is it going to take to fix the thing that this defense has been the worst at for the longest time, the run defense? There is an answer, and it's not as simple as coaching or as player acquisition. We'll explain why. Plus, there are some stars, some bona fide stars on the top of this roster. But after that, though this is a very talented roster, the Packers are waiting, waiting for some of these young stars or potential stars to really pop, to prove it. We talk about all that on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Right now, don't miss your opportunity to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. So the Packers keep adding to this defense. Lucas Van Ness, the latest big name acquisition, first round pick. And nothing really seems to change. They changed defensive coordinators a few years ago. It doesn't seem to change. And what hasn't changed is the run defense. You add Devontae Wyatt. You add Quay Walker. You go to Joe Barry. You bring in Devontae Campbell. Devontae Campbell has an all-pro season at linebacker. Doesn't really change the run defense that much. Now, they're not... All-time bad every week. I don't think they lost a bunch of games last year because over the course of the game, they just got steamrolled on the ground. There were some games last year where if they could get some stops in the fourth quarter on the ground, it would have given the offense a chance to go down and win it. But that's different to me. That's, That's different. Now... The question is why? And part of it is intentionality. Mike Patton was upfront about it. We just think it's more important to stop the pass. We just think it's more important. And the problem with that was, um, especially in 2020, they couldn't, in the most important game of the season, stop the pass either. This was something that everydayers will remember going back to that 2019 and 2020 season. It is okay to focus, to prioritize on stopping the pass at the expense of stopping the run if you do, in fact, stop the pass. And so last year, the Packers top 10 passing defense 
So you say, okay, the trade-offs are at least working. Do they make sense? That's another question. What's interesting is Jerry Montgomery said earlier this spring that run defense is a mindset. It's a mentality. And they've been watching tape of Kenny Clark do it. And that's all well and good. But if it's the case that it's a mindset, that it's a mentality, that's an attitude, it can't help that you're playing a style of defense that inherently says we just don't care as much about stopping the run. Now, I agree with Mike Patton and have always agreed with Mike Patton that you need to stop the pass first and foremost. That is the nature of the NFL. Now, teams are passing 50 plus percent of the time. It's 60 plus percent in a lot of cases. Neutral rate pass rate or neutral down pass rate is up. We're, we're moving more and more in that direction. But you still need to be able to stop the run when you have to in short yardage situations, in close game situations, in late game situations. But when you are by design, sacrificing one part of the game, it does make it more difficult to also say and, and believe, well, this is an attitude problem. Or at least it's not difficult. It is in some ways hypocritical. If it is an attitude, then the attitude for the team needs to be, this matters. Because by subverting it, by saying, look, we're going to care a lot more about this other thing. We're going to play a lot more nickel. Um, you know, we drafted Quay Walker, but, you know, we're going to take Devondre Campbell off the field in certain situations. We're going to play, you know, little nickel or, or I guess big dime. You're sending mixed messages. What are you telling your team? You're telling them we care more about the pass than the run. And again, what I find so tricky about this is that's right. You should care more about the pass than the run. But I want to use Buffalo as an example. They have built a team and a defense in particular to stop the Chiefs. But if you play teams that aren't the Chiefs, you become a little bit more vulnerable. And this was the Mike Patton problem. The Packers built a defense to stop spread offenses, to stop teams like the Chiefs. And in the postseason, in 2019 and in 2021, they went up against a team that just doesn't want to play that way. And they didn't have the wherewithal, the, the mentality, the schematic know-how to come up against the 49ers and what they were doing, pounding the ball at you. And it's not like they're just going to get in heavy personnel and come downhill at you every time. No, that's the beauty of what Kyle Shanahan does. He is able to say, okay, we can run the ball on you from 11 personnel or from 12. 
It's not like they're just going to, you know, line up in the I formation and telegraph and run power at you every time, though they can do that too. Even when the Packers in that 49er NFC Championship game, they're playing, you know, their base personnel, two off-ball linebackers, three true down defensive linemen, two stand-up edge rushers. Didn't matter. They didn't have safeties running the alley effectively. No one could get off blocks. And that's really the problem. And, and in a way, I think that's what Jerry Montgomery really means is you have to want to fight to get off blocks in the run game. In the passing game, you can push the pocket and create problems. You don't have to get off that block. You don't have to shed that blocker. You can, in either facet, shoot a gap and create problems. Devontae Wyatt being someone who's who's really capable of doing that. And it's not just the defensive linemen, it's the linebackers. Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell are fast flow linebackers. They are run and chase linebackers. They are coverage linebackers in a lot of ways. They are not downhill, run through the gap and make a tackle linebackers. So part of this is just the team you built. Devontae Wyatt is a gap shooter. Now, Lucas Van Ness, someone who can play outside, who can play inside, who can hold up against the run from a number of different alignments, he potentially helps this. You have Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, guys who can play the run, though Rashawn Gary has had at times because of the role he plays. He, he can get a little messy with that outside contain. He wants to chase backside, so you can collapse him in. Part of it is just playing disciplined. But the reality is they just haven't prioritized the position in addition to not prioritizing stopping the run in general. And they just sort of expected this all to be fine. And that's just not going to be fine. They haven't made the little moves. The little free agent here, the Howard Green from 2010. Now they did in 2020, they brought in Snacks Harrison, he barely played. They could use and could have used during the 20, you know, 2018, 2019, 2021, all those seasons, a Ryan Pickett type, a Johnny Jolly type, in addition to Kenny Clark. And and like Dean Lowry was never it. Jerron Reed was never it. Even Snacks Harrison was never really it. So they didn't commit to it. Their scheme inherently with Joe Barry, you're going to play two safeties high. So you're going to lose those box counts, which means guys have to get off blocks and your linebackers have to identify quickly, come downhill and make plays. They have to be able to get off blocks and they just haven't done that. Is that a, is that a mentality or is that just how this team is built? And then the question becomes, can you be good enough stopping the pass that those flaws just don't matter that much? Can your offense be good enough? I said this over and over when the Chiefs beat the 49ers. Chiefs didn't play great defensively against the run. They, they gave up like six yards of carry in that game. But Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes thing. Now the Packers can't win that way with Jordan Love that we know of right now. So they're going to have to be better at stopping the run. How are they going to do that? I think right now, 
the answer is their guys are just going to have to play better because they're, they're really just not built to stop the run. All right, more to come here on Locked on Packers. Baseball season is in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It would have been really great if you had your no sweat first bet on Wyndham Clark, who was 100 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. I took a peek at it. I took a peek at it. I, I, I decided to not put any of my hard-earned money on the U.S. Open because uh, I did not feel like I had, I had, uh, I didn't feel like I could be engaged watching it all weekend. I didn't really have the time to sit down and be as invested in it. I had time to do the research, but I knew once the weekend came around, I just couldn't be involved. And, and the fun of having money on these situations is being able to root for it for four days. I, I regret that now because he was someone that I was not at to win, but to top 10. Going to get juicy odds on that. And I missed my opportunity. If you had a no sweat first bet, I was already a FanDuel member, so I couldn't be. But if you had a no sweat first bet, you could have cashed that. Or if your bet didn't hit, now you're getting bonus bets back. FanDuel is official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers this week on the show, we get you set for training camp. Um, rookie orientation series. We're going to have, a, I think, a couple of those this week. So keep an eye out for that, all of that and more coming up this week on Locked On Packers. So we're looking at, at a series coming up in July where we go through the Packers roster. And one of the things that, you know, we always do is we, we rank the roster. And I was looking at it and, you know, I, I have been someone who have said, you know, I, I think this roster is better than it's being given credit for. I still think all of that is true. The top of this roster is really talented. Jair Alexander is an all pro. David Bakhtiari is an all pro. Elton Jenkins is an all pro caliber player, though he has not made an all pro team. Um, Kenny Clark, Pro Bowl player. Rashawn Gary should have been a Pro Bowl player. Aaron Jones, all he's done is been one of the most productive running backs from the moment he got in the NFL, a top five running back in my opinion. Devondre Campbell, former All-Pro. We know what Russell Douglas brings to this team. Not a star player, but a really solid starter. We know what Preston Smith brings to this team, not a star, but a really start, a really quality starter. That's that's a really good foundation. That's nine guys. Of course, we have to figure out what Jordan Love is going to be. But who do you really have faith in after that? I think that's a hard question. Who do you really have faith in? There are a lot of guys who are extremely talented. But we don't know if they're even consistent quality starters under, you know, ideal circumstances. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of really talented, really young players that come next. Christian Watson has superstar potential, but we're talking about half a season. Keyshawn Nixon 
superstar kick returner, but we're talking about one season and we have no idea if he can play nickel. Someone like Zach Tom, really solid rookie season. But we're talking about a guy who's going into his second year. A.J. Dillon, solid starter, but he's a backup and he's a running back. John Runyon Jr., is he even going to be on this team in a year? Yash Nyman, never been a preferred starter. Romeo Dobbs showed some nice things as a rookie. Is he is he actually like on a really good offense? Is he your number two receiver? Do we know that? A lot of talent there. I think he could be a really solid number two receiver. Do we? Are you are you sure? Eric Stokes, incredibly physically gifted. How has the injury affected his explosiveness? Because his explosiveness is his appeal. That is his game. He was excellent as a rookie, not excellent for a rookie, excellent as a rookie. And almost all rookie corners are bad. He was not, did not play nearly as well as a sophomore, but we've seen the talent, but that is indicative of where this team is. Lucas Van Ness, super talented, never seen him play. Devontae Wyatt, super talented, played like five snaps last year. And now you're getting into Kingsley and Igbare. Quay Walker, super talented. Got to see it. Josh Myers, high, high draft pedigree. Got to see it. Darnell Savage showed it at one point. Hasn't shown it in the last two, three years. Never made the leap that it seemed like he was poised to make. And then it's a bunch of rookies. Guys like, you know, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed. Who are, who are going to be the guys who step up? Who are going to be the players that say, okay, we are foundational pieces. Again, the talent at the top is really good. The players that we know are really good are really, really good. And they play, we've talked about this before, premium positions. And then the guys you have that you're betting on being good are extremely talented. It's not like, you're expecting these no-talent guys to come in and be really good for you. That's not the situation. But so many of these players are unproven. That, that, that makes this season really important because it, it's going to tell Brian Gutekinst and Matt LaFleur so much about the future of this team, what guys are legit, what guys are actually foundational pieces and what guys aren't. There's a lot to be excited about, a lot to be, you know, optimistic about. But very little to be sure about. And when it comes to, you know, we, we talked last week about ranking cores. I still think the Packers were a little low on that list, but in a lot of ways, I get it. Because Jordan Love, what is he? Christian Watson, what is he? Those guys each have like top five players at their position potential. But everyone is talented in this league. Everyone is talented. The, the, the US Open Golf, I mentioned that during our, our Fandle read, is a great example. Wyndham Clark, this guy... You know, younger, younger guy, but not a young guy. 
one PGA Tour win, stares down the barrel of the U.S. Open with Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, the best players in the world giving chase. Doesn't matter if you're a golf person or not. Not the point. You get it. And he wins because he's really, really good. Talent is the expectation. Now, not every, not every team has, you know, that much talent. I don't think every team has as much talent as Green Bay. I think Green Bay has a pretty talented group. If you just aggregate all the talent, they've got a lot of it. But how many guys are proven? They're betting on a lot of guys to prove it this season. And they need those guys to prove it this season so that they know the direction or, or not. So that they know the direction that they can go in at a lot of these positions. But they also, if they want to win games, they need guys like Christian Watson to be able to carry the offense. To pick up the slack for not having someone like Alan Lazar. They need Zach Tom to become not just a starter, but a plus starter. Josh Myers to be, you know, the offensive line, you don't really need anyone to be a plus starter as long as you don't have any bad starters. But can is are they second contract guys? Those are really useful players to have. The Packers offensive line has been a strength of them for years. Can they continue that? Or do they have to reinvest? There's a lot of talent talent up and down the roster. Proven players, not so much. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Uh, we hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Every dayers would love for you to check out the Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. We've got our Monday newsletter up right now. It is in your inboxes and it is always free, the leap.football. Um, and, you know, it's something that we are still doing all off season and we'll continue to do, we'll, we'll probably ramp up to five days a week as we get into um, training camp. Or at least maybe, you know, maybe more, more often, maybe more often. So just something to think about. Uh, go check out the Leap a newsletter. I would love for you to subscribe to. And um, check out Locked On Sports today. It is our all sports, big stories in sports news uh, show. Under 20 minutes. Under 20 minutes. How do you beat that? How can you beat that? So... One thing that I, I want to point out, this was a question that we asked in our newsletter, um, absence from mandatory minicamp. And it's really an injury question. Other than Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes, what absence from mandatory minicamp warrants the most attention? And I, I want to, because I've been a Grant DuBose guy, give Jason some credit here because he picked Grant DuBose. I was so high on DuBose coming out. And so excited to see him in the spring. So excited to see him in training camp. That missing out on getting the chance to see him selfishly is disappointing. But also, it's really detrimental to his development. Because he's a small school guy. Big jump in competition. You have to be healthy. You have to get these reps. You have to learn. You have to get more than just mental reps. And so to not be out there, we really are going to have to even, even further temper our expectations of what, even, even just in, in like training camp, the expectations are in preseason. I don't think we should expect 
he he is a part of this offense unless he just like steps in as soon as he's healthy and lights the world on fire, which I doubt. I just don't think we should expect much, even if we're excited about him overall, and I am. But missing missing the whole spring with injury really sets you back for training camp, puts you behind the eight ball. I'd really like to see him hit the ground running. Hopefully he's maximized the mental reps side of this, picked up the playbook quickly, and, and once you get out there on the field, can, can just really go for it. It's just a player I was really excited to see, and it's really a bummer. It's a bummer. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. More from Locked on Packers all week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on our YouTube page, you can do that. Our Locked on Packers YouTube page. Go subscribe there so you can stay Locked on Packers.